Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bienvenidos, señores y señores, to another episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast. This episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest re player reports for, for this year's pro basketball playoffs. Ben Online is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs, basketball, MLB, NHL, hockey, right to UFC and boxing. Ben Online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get into the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Ben Online, where the game starts. And joining us on the Carne Asada is a Dodgers legend, a six-time All-Star, 1981 World Series co-MVP. You guys know, anybody who's been a Dodger fan for as long as we have, you guys know him, and we're very thankful that he's joining us on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron Say. Ron, como estas, amigo? Bienvenido. Thank you very much for having me, Juan. Uh, how are you guys doing today? We're doing fantastic. Uh, first of all, Ron, I, I want to start off with this. You have a podcast, and I, I, I like the title of it, though. We'll see about that, the Ron Say Show. I, I'm very curious. Uh, did you, once you stopped playing, did you ever see yourself having a career in the media? Did you, did you think, I have the skill set, I could pull that off? No, didn't really enter my mind. Um, <clears throat> you know, I was really more concerned of, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, uh, you know what, what, where it would go, the road that would wind to, uh, I, I, here I am at 75 now and I decided to start up a podcast and uh, I know it's a little late for doing that, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I decided to do later on in life. You know, I've got a book coming out in June. Uh, entitled uh, Penguin Power that, you know, I had been uh, asked uh, about for years and years and years. And I just felt that, uh, you know, uh, and this is before all the media, uh, the social media, you know, we, we had, we had landlines, we had, we had, <laughs> we had, uh, we had uh, maybe five channels growing up on our, on our television. We had radios. Uh, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have a computer. We didn't have any of these things that are just now handed to you in today's life. Uh, so I really wasn't too interested in, in doing any of that because I felt everybody already knew too much about me. But over the course of time and the work that I used to do for the Dodgers, uh, you know, opened up uh, uh, my, my ideas about how I might approach what would happen afterwards. And finally had a person who kept after me about possibly writing a book and and getting a little bit more involved and staying a little bit more in tune with social media and i realized that if i was going to do both i would have to do those things so that's kind of the it was kind of the invitation of, about uh, getting involved in a little bit more social media i you know i want to ask you about the book but i i i one more thing on the podcast you have such an eclectic guest list. I, I, I mean, the guests that you have on there, it's not, yeah, it's your typical baseball people that are affiliated with the Dodgers, but then you have some other guests, and I'm curious, like your first guest was Jaime Harrin, right. and then you had a guest like Richard Montoya, which was, to me, totally out of left field. I never would have expected you to have Richard Montoya on the show. How do you come up with who you want to have on the show, and why was Harin your first guest? Well, Jaime, Jaime was basically there because I wanted to open up with something that was baseball-related, you know. And with Richard, Richard has a, uh, a history of, of knowing what goes on in this city for a long time and the actual uh, uh, happenings that uh, took place uh, in Chavez Ravine back when the Dodgers were trying to move here back in the late 50s. So, yes, uh, I'm, I'm pleased that you called it eclectic because that's what we refer to it as. And I do want a wider, broader range of people. You know, I want all, I, I want men, I want women, I want, I want black people, I want uh, you know, Hispanic people, I want, I want a broad section of people. You know, we had Ann Myers Drysdale on. 
who was a terrific interview. And uh, I'm looking uh, at uh, Billie Jean King, uh, and she's busy for the month of May, but I was hoping to get her for June. And uh, Lisa Fernandez, who was the terrific softball player and still a coach at UCLA for women's softball. Uh, I want to integrate all of those things. I want to have a real broad base of people that we're doing. So I've had broadcasters and I've had comedians and I've had baseball people. And uh, next week I have uh, Michael Young, who uh, played for the Denver Broncos, pro football career. He went to UCLA, was a football, basketball, baseball star. And he was also our CRO at the Los Angeles Dodgers and has a lot of success you know, putting together sport franchises. So I, I wanted to talk to him about the financial side of things. And so I, I, I really do want to have a broad base. I don't want to be pinpointed and, and pigeon-toed into, you know, just having, you know, men or this or that. And uh, it gets kind of stale and dull after that. So Penguin Power, um, we're going to be able to, can we order that book now? Uh, yes, is it going to be available everywhere? Uh, you can right now. You can uh, go to Amazon, and uh, it, it's available to pre-order. Uh, the book is going to be uh, launched uh, June thirteenth, and then I believe Triumph Books is going to uh, start a book tour, uh, book signing, and uh, I'm also going to do some uh, with some of the things that I'm lined up to take some books with me uh, to get this thing kind of started. And I was actually going to launch, uh, I think, uh, possibly a you know, a, a, a media thing uh, with uh, the, the book maybe once a week until, uh, it, you know, it, it finally does its launch. So, yeah, I'm, I'm planning, uh, you know, I'm in a brand new area, uh, podcasting and doing a book, uh, Brave New World for me. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, a lot of it is, is uh, I'm coaching myself. I'm learning from it. I, I make mistakes. I'm glad to hear the criticism, whatever it is. Uh, I will take responsibility for all that, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a little bit different than I thought it'd be. So it's been very challenging. There you go, Alicia. I mean, this man, he's going to be the king of media pretty soon. He yeah. mentioned social media. I mean, you have expertise in social media. You got any pointers for him? No, no. Okay. First of all, my co-host one is correct. Uh, I was thinking the exact same thing. Uh, media empire. That's what you're building here, Ron. That's congratulations and so inspiring. And I cannot wait to get my hands on your book. When I found out that you agreed to do our show, super excited. So many questions, but you jumped right into something that I'm very curious about. You are part of this dream team, right? The infield of the 80s, the Dodgers, 1981 specifically, Mr. MVP. You talk about social media and you're, I feel like maybe I know I was forced to do a podcast. Now I love the podcast. It sounds like you really gravitated toward it. What would you think about you all back in the 80s? You, Steve Garvey, Bill Russell, uh, Dave Lopes, having to deal with Twitter, having to have cameras inside uh, your clubhouse, having to watch where you ate, where, you know, how much you tit, all of that stuff with, with that. Would you be okay with that? You think the guys would be okay with it back then? No, no, the clubhouse is off, uh, off limits. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you don't bring a camera into uh, the clubhouse. This is the player sanctuary. Uh, this is where things, uh, it's, it's like what they say in Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> and it's kind of the same thing in the clubhouse, you know. This is our this is our place to talk things over and to hash things out and do whatever. And it's it's between us. As far as establishing a a media empire, I'm too old to start a media empire. You know? What? I'm, no way! I'm, I'm 75 here, and I you know I don't know how much longer this lasts. So this this has to be more of a temporary thing. But I certainly <laughs> do enjoy it. <clears throat> you know, I'm on the other side of the mic this time. Um, you know, I have to be creative. I have to try. And I'm learning a lot, but I still think I'm a long ways away from where I want to be. And then it comes through, you know, uh, practice. And we're only doing one show a week right now. Uh, we've only been out there for you know, five months. So there's a lot to be done. Um, as far as the, uh, the infield is concerned, uh, <clears throat> you know, we had, we had the longest running and most successful infield in major league history. And uh, we were in the moment. And uh, I don't think we really appreciated, you know, what we were eventually going to accomplish. Uh, but uh, nobody else has even come close to what we did. They didn't even get halfway there in terms of years. So 
So the, the, the idea of me saying that this is the most successful infield in history is true by fact. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it was the greatest infield of all time because uh, there could have been an infield that was put together for a year or two that accomplished a great deal, but that was the end of that run. But uh, technically, by fact, we are the most successful infield in Major League history, and we're all homegrown. We all played with each other in the minor leagues and in the instructional leagues. So we were well honed by the time we got there, and then that translated into, you know, four, four World Series, World Championship, and uh, a three million attendance that we took for the first time uh, at Dodger Stadium in Major League history. And we are the most viewed team on the field in Major League history, Los Angeles Dodgers. Alicia, you're on mute. Alicia, you're on mute. You're on mute. Trying to keep the the feedback. Okay, again, Juan, what an era, right? These four gentlemen, this infield, epic. And I think you guys, you gentlemen, you all stars of all stars, have an anniversary coming up, correct? Yes, we do. It's uh, June 23rd. It will be the golden anniversary, the 50th anniversary uh of the longest running and most successful and uh the infield major history and i was the one who uh by working there decided that the longest running infield in major league history wasn't just it wasn't good enough anymore uh and 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 let's take it the next step we are in fact most successful so i added it and it caught on a little bit and uh, i just felt that it was deserving because this is one of those once-in-a-lifetime things that you have. Uh, because of the structure of the game and the money involved and, and, and all the other things that happen, uh, th this, having, eight, having four guys together for eight and a half years is impossible. And there's anything that can go wrong. You know, it could be it could be an injury. It could be uh, an individual's poor play. It could be the team wanting to uh, trade one of these guys to get more in return. Uh, all kind of free agency, arbitration, you name it. And we somehow defied all of that and lasted eight and a half years. But again, one, this would be the modern baseball viewer. I don't think they understand. No, they don't exist anymore i mean you guys together and that successful has never been duplicated and i believe the statistics it's not even close what you four did for the infield for the dodgers so um let me tell you congratulations ahead of time on your anniversary it's in september is that what you said no i said it's june 23rd and oh, uh <laughs> yeah. and I, I can tell you that during that tenure that we had, we pretty much destroyed the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, minor league uh, baseball system. There wasn't <laughs> a new field in our program that made the major leagues it, uh, on our club. They had to go elsewhere to, to make it happen. And there, was, there were numerous players. But uh, can you imagine, you know, saying, well, if you're looking at it from just a, uh, a, a yes and no standpoint, uh, you say, well, the Dodgers didn't produce a major leaguer uh, on their own team in the infield for over 10 years. That doesn't sound too good, does it? But in return, you had a group of guys that played in four World Series and were world champions and, and were all-star caliber players multiple times. So, yeah, it was very special. I, I think we appreciate it probably now more than we ever did in having the 50th anniversary, which uh, in this moment is not being honored. Uh, uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a special, uh, it's a special accomplishment for all of us. Uh. Did one? Did we hear that right? It, the Dodgers are not Look, honoring this anniversary. Look, I've just looked uh, at the I, I've looked at the promotional schedule. I don't see anything like that listed. And Ron, I, I just want to tell you this real quick because I thought when we were talking uh, after the Kofax statue went up, we had a conversation on this show like, what could be the next statue? And right. I said, well, if they're going to go by eras, to me, the next statue. There'd be a good argument to say it would be the infield. All four of you guys would have a statue, and you just laid out the entire argument about why it's important that to recognize your guys' accomplishment, because I think it's hilarious, but you're spot on. You did single-handedly destroy the minor league system. I thought that was beautiful the way you laid that out. You have that's one way of looking at it, I guess, Ron. But right. yes, Alicia, if you look at the promotional schedule for the Dodgers this year, 
I don't see anything saying they're going to. Now, this may change. And it and if it does change, may, maybe we need to be a little louder about this. Because after all, we're going to take credit. We got Fernando's jersey retired, which is going to happen in on Thursday, in, in August. But Manny Moda is being recognized uh, this weekend for the legends of Major League Baseball. So I think this is a huge oversight uh, on the Dodgers side. And and this is something that, you know, we had one of your former teammates on the show, Ron, Joe Ferguson uh, was on the show. And Joe Ferguson had told us that, you know, for a long time after he stopped playing, he wanted nothing to do with baseball. He stepped away from it. And now he's trying to reconnect, you know, with the Dodgers organization. And the Dodgers, they show it, they shove it down the fans' face about, oh, we're, we're all about the, what would you call it? The, the camaraderie, the, the fraternity, excuse me, the fraternity of Dodger players. But for them to not have anything to, to celebrate the accomplishment that you guys, the accomplishment that you guys did, I think is a huge oversight. And that has to suck, Ron. I mean, how does that make you feel? Yes. Uh, <laughs> very good. But I can tell you, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that we have a cubicle uh, uh, in Cooperstown of the infield in the Hall of Fame Museum, and we don't have one of those at Dodger Stadium. And I think that uh, the fact that um, we don't have one of those uh, at Dodger Stadium, uh, listen, this is one of the gems of Dodger history and tradition uh, uh, in, in their cap. And for uh, this, uh, I, I can't answer the question, maybe they can answer it better as to why it isn't. Maybe something will change between now and then. But um, um, I, I, uh, I, I just feel like the, the Dodger fan base, uh, the, the real core Dodger fans, are missing an opportunity to have a big celebration night there on one of the truly great accomplishments in Major League Baseball to have something of, of one of a kind that has uh, happened like this. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I can, I think I'm uh, fairly sure that I can speak for all the infielders on that that were uh, highly disappointed with that. Alicia, I think we just found our new cause. Uh, I, I think we know what we're going to be talking about for the rest of the season. Uh, try to get uh, a, a night, something. They they, they need to, uh, as I said, I thought the statue of the four of them would come next. Uh, Ron, would a statue uh, of the four, what would that mean to you guys to have a statue at Dodger Stadium? Uh, well, uh, obviously, it would be uh, one of a one of those pinnacles of success that we would have. But I, I, I don't, I don't expect them to do that. Uh, um, I'm not sure what I expect them to do. Uh, um, we we have something that I think that was the basic foundation for our success for a ten year period, and the results are there. And um, I, I don't, I don't know if there's. Uh, a more important Dodger event uh, happening on the 23rd of June that would supplant us. But, you know, uh, it's rather odd to me that at this point in time uh, that uh, this is, I've said my piece of that. All right, uh, Alicia, uh, you got, uh, you got anything else for Ron? Well, first of all, thank you for sharing that with us. I had no idea. And we are definitely going to look into this and ask why not. Um, this is huge. I mean, this is this is why there are three, four generations, including my daughter, of Dodger fans. And it started with you four gentlemen. You know, this is legacy. And I'm always here on this podcast, the Bleed Lows podcast. I'm continuously talking about how special Dodger Stadium is, how it's our cathedral of baseball, West Coast. I just, I can't imagine, maybe was it an oversight? I'll, one more question and I'll let this go. Did any of your team reach out to the Dodgers? Was the question asked or? I don't think, I don't think we need to do that. Uh, that that's, it's, it's on the calendar. Uh, you know, all you have to do is look it up and, uh, 
Um, like I said, uh, uh, it, it deserves attention. Uh, I think Dodger fans would be excited about having a night like that. Uh, this is a was very special. And, you know, we had a really terrific relationship with our, our fan base back then. You know, if you're, you probably don't remember it, but, you know, we had Sunday autograph day and everybody uh, would go to a uh, an assigned position in, in the stadium except the starting pitcher and uh, be uh, available for half an hour at signings with security. And uh, it was a mob scene, uh, but it was also a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we treated them to four World Series and a World Championship and all the great players that went along with it. And they treated us to the first three million attendants in, in Major League history. And, it, and they do live in our house, our house. And we were the ones who built it. And we had a lot of foundation laid in front of us by the players who came and, and did their thing from Brooklyn to Los Angeles and the transition. And the 60s were also a very special time. We had three World Series in the 60s, led by Koufax and Drysdale and Tommy Davis and, uh, and many others. And uh, Dodger baseball is a very special time uh, uh, people. I know that with our influence, uh, we, uh, we, we have generations of Dodger fans who are still Dodger fans who passed their their Dodger experiences down to their family, and then their family pass it down to their kids. So we do have a direct influence on today's success uh, with the Dodgers, and I just feel like uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's have a party. But right now, it looks like we're going to have to have a different kind of a party. Uh, let's have a party, absolutely. And Juan, we just got a note from producer Babyface. So Ron, that that date specifically, June twenty third, your the epic anniversary of your infield. It's a fireworks night, and it is against the uh, Chief Astros. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and guess who's the manager of the Houston Astros? Dusty Baker, one of our guys who was on the eighty one team that was part of the first thirty home run foursome that we did in 1977, along with Reggie Smith, Steve Garvey, and myself. Another reason to celebrate. Well, this just seems so easy, Alicia. I, I mean, look, we're, we, we're, we're going to take up this guy. I don't want uh, to end the – we have limited time with Ron, so I don't want to end it on this note. But we are going to work on it. It's super simple. It's completely laid out. Houston Astros fireworks night. We bring in – the infield we have a celebration we recognize it's the 50th anniversary we don't have to overthink these things these things we don't have to make them harder than the, what they are but well, I, I can I, tell you uh, i can tell you that uh, jack delance uh who actually was part of uh, why the, i'm on the podcast uh who does things with me and for me uh we have um uh uh, he has been in charge of, of, of uh, uh, speaking with them, and uh, uh, it, it is essentially, you know, uh, the, the the correspondence back hasn't uh, been much. And how do you plan an event that's happening in a month and a half from now, essentially, uh, and do the right thing? So, uh, yeah, it's 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 been um, disappointing. <laughs> well, we're we're gonna get the word out on this, Ron. Uh, uh, look, this, yeah, this, we have to we have to right a wrong here. Want to throw this in front of you before uh, we get? Wow, look at that! There's my copy of the book. I got it here not, but here it is. Yeah, here's what it looks like. Uh, it's perfect, it's right there, right there is perfect. Coming out in uh, in mid June. Uh, you can pre-order on Amazon. It's available there. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it took me a long time to get uh, this under control. You know, my wife wanted to do a, a, a book on the infield, and, you know, right after we finished our careers. So it's kind of fresh. And uh, we all just, I, I don't think we were ready for that at the time. You know, uh, we were still kind of, I don't, you know, the funny thing about it is uh, we weren't, savoring the moment well you know we were just in the moment uh we were trying to world win world titles we were trying to play the best baseball we could uh yeah it was fine it was great wonderful we have a major league record uh but it it wasn't like we wore it around and it wasn't until you know a long time afterward 
until, you know, other people started reminding us that, you know, the second longest running infield in major league history is right around four years. And in anything that you do, when you double it, uh, and, and then it, there, there is no comparison. There's absolutely, this is so unique that there's no root, uh, room for discussion about whether actually or not it is the greatest, uh, the most successful infield of all time. So yeah, it's it's pretty much clear. It's very clear no to me. Brainer. No yeah. brainer. Yeah, absolutely, no brainer. All right, so we, we we're, we're going to end the show the way we always end the show, Ron. Uh, we uh, we have a on this show. We're all about the Dodgers. We're about Los Angeles, and and we're yeah. about the culture, right? So uh, right. we have a series of questions here that we like to call our kickback questions. They're rapid fire questions. If you want to elaborate on your answer, by all means, go ahead and do it, but. Uh, they're, they're meant to be quick. So you mentioned the infield and you guys didn't appreciate it. I have to ask you. No, 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 no not, not, not. A, we, we, we just didn't start living in that moment. You know, right. we had other business to do. We, we put it aside for a later celebration. So when you guys run into each other now, or you run into former major leaguers, like let's say you run into Goose Gossage, is it still uh, oh, rough okay. for you or... Are you you've passed enough time has passed that you guys can just be because I have no clue how you survived that. I for you young kids who are watching, this was a man who did not wear flaps on his helmet. Yeah. And he took what at least probably what a hundred mile per hour fastball I, off your head? Uh, neighborhood. Wow. Ballpark figure. But uh yeah, I, I was lucky to survive. I was literally about you know a quarter of an inch away from uh, you know, this not being in a very good place. It wasn't in a very good place anyway, but it, it, it would have gotten worse. Uh, uh, I, I, under today's protocol, I would have had to sit out the rest of the World Series. And I will tell you, uh, point of fact, that would have hurt a lot worse than getting hit by Goose Gossage. Uh, not to be able to finish that World Series and, uh, and, and come away with icing on the cake, uh, being an MVP, uh, yeah, the epitome of the moment. Um, it was just all very special to us. It was the last game that the fabled infield played together. Uh, Davey Lopes was uh, the one who left, and uh, the rest of us played one more year uh, with Steve Sachs. And uh, but Davey, uh, that was the, the and 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 actually Game Six of the 1981 World Series. First four hitters in the lineup were Davey Lopes, Bill Russell, Steve Garvey, and myself. So the infielders dominated the front of the lineup, and uh, it was there's so many appropriate things that took place um, with that happening that it was a culmination of things, you know. And so it's very, 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 very special to all of us. So, so what was more special because that you bounced back from the goose and winning the MVP, or because it was. A all those years that you guys had gotten there, 74, then 77 and 78, and then to finally get over the top in 81 and finally beat the Yankees, what was more satisfying? Well, I mean, it, 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 you, you, do, it, it, you do have to add in all those things. It, it's a combination of a lot of them. And, you know, for our infield to be knocking on the door and be turned away by uh, a, 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 a ruling that wasn't made, uh, an interference call in 78, that broke our hearts. That's the worst loss I've ever had in my life, period. Anything else is not even comparable. Uh, to lose that uh, on a play like that, uh, that it wasn't in the moment that we lost the series, but it changed the tide of everything. It's like a momentum switch. It gave them life, and it uh, and it took the life vein right from us. And uh, eighty one, uh, you know, we knew that our calling was coming to an end. Uh, that they had plans. They had a nucleus of young players that they wanted to implement into the system, just like they did for us ten years prior. Uh, and, uh, although they did not accomplish what we did, but you know, they had a really good nucleus of players coming in. And uh, uh, so we knew that this might be our last go round, and it was, it turned out, but it made it very simple for them after that because we accomplished the goal, we got it done, and then they could make their changes with a little bit less reluctance. 
All right, last two, Ron. Uh, we are big wrestling fans on this show, so we need to know if at any point in your life you participate, uh, you were a fan of the male soap opera, or did you poo-poo it and were above wrestling and just never caught your attention? <laughs> oh, no, he caught my attention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Andre the Giant. I mean, you know, he was huge back in Hulk Hogan. Uh, Roddy, uh, Rowdy. Ronnie Piper, Rowdy Roddy Piper. There you go. There you go. Yeah, the second one. Right. And and of course, there's uh, Goldberg. Goldberg was big for a while. If you remember, he was. Yeah. But it's 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 nothing more today than what the NBA All Star Game is, what the NFL football game is. It's just a form of entertainment, and they're going to entertain you to the hilt. They're going to bring in the girls with the flimsy outfits and they're going to trash talk and they're going to do everything they, they want to and they get a big crowd for all of that and it's all great i mean if you look at the 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 uh the uh the uh the the, the martial arts fighting and everything else you know you know who strolls in between innings or, or between <laughs> between rounds is a uh skimpy clad young lady and uh so no, look, it, it all sells, I guess. Uh, it's it, If that's what you want it to be, and don't tell us about the competition, uh, the level of, you know, it being important. It's not any more important. Uh, we, we used to actually uh, pride ourselves in wanting to win those all-star games. You know, we wanted to prove which league was better and, and which which players were better. Today, it's just a, a show. They're heaving up half-court shots and, and uh, doing crazy alley-oop dunks, and, and uh, there's no defense. And now you saw the NFL, they go to flag football. Wonderful. Wonderful. 50-yard flag football game. Yeah, that's something I'm interested in watching. Did that ever cross your guys' mind while you guys were playing? Was it ever like, hey, we're here to entertain people? Or was it just really, we're here to win, and that's all we care about? Well, we we understand that, and we did understand that we are entertainment. I mean, we we have people working in in, in everyday lives, you know, who need an escape, so need some entertainment, news, need some spice in their life, and we're we're a, we're an escape. You know, I mean, people get excited about, oh my God, I get to go home and watch the Dodger game after this. I get to watch my favorite guys, and we were household names back then. How couldn't you be after playing together for eight and a half years? Today. With the way things are and metrics taking over, you know, uh, there were years uh, prior to maybe four or five years ago where people would ask me at the stadium, who's playing second base? I don't know. Who's playing left field? I don't know. Who's playing right field? I don't know. Who's the starting pitcher? Uh, Well, they're having a bullpen, bullpen night, right? And, you know, bullpen night to me is nothing more than a glamorized exhibition game. I mean, this is a real game, guys. I mean, you can't call up a guy or have a spot starter in there. I mean, isn't it a little bit more real than just, you know, we're having a bullpen game? I mean, is that where it's gone? And look at all the rule changes. You know, you got a bigger base. You got a clock on the game now, pitch, pitch thing. And, you know, the games are shorter. You know, it must be working in that regard. But I imagine it's probably pretty tough for Dodger fans. Because they get to an hour an hour uh, late because of parking, and and if it's going to be a two hour and fifteen minute game, they barely have a chance to sit down and get a bite to eat before they're thinking about going home. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. It's right. I mean, you know, people I, in the Stadium leave early, right? No, they do. They leave early. So, no, that, 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 that runs I, our lives for sure. <laughs> I I would love to go into all of that. Uh, you, the what your thoughts are and the rule changes. Maybe once your book comes out, we can have you back on the show and I'm we can promote the book and then get into those rules. But the last one here, uh, because we've been so gracious with your time, we want to know since you played a big chunk of your career here in Los Angeles. What is your favorite taco, and where did you go in the city to get that taco, or where do you go now oh, to get that taco? Uh, you know, there was a, uh, you know, there was a, there was a, I think it was called the Burrito King. Remember the Burrito? I don't know if you remember the Burrito King. It was like off of uh, Figueroa and Sunset at the corner. Oh, I, like, I never, I never partook in that one. That sounds oh, really well, good. It, it, it used to be a hangout. Uh, I, I believe it was called that. But uh, I, I know that uh, lots of people used to stop off there 
you know, when we didn't have all the, uh, the food that, that they do have there uh, 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 in the past, you know, you, it was better to go to the Burrito King, I think, and get your stuff and take it to Dodger Stadium. But yeah, that would probably be the one number one place. But I'm not even sure if it's there anymore. I swear to God. So, are you a more of a burrito guy than over tacos? Burrito, yeah, I'm, bur- I'm a burrito guy. Tacos, you know, I, I, I'm okay with tacos, but bur- bur- I like burritos. And and what I love about Ron is he just said a one hundred percent truth. And it is much better to bring your own food into the stadium. There were many times where I brought my own food and sat up in the top deck to watch Dodger games. So thank you for revealing that truth, Ron. We really appreciate that. Well, you know, now we've got just about every uh, amenity there, I believe, or I should say they have every amenity. You know, there's, uh, uh, you know, the the place that now you can go uh, uh, behind the pavilions there's a walkway, you know, they have uh, all of that stuff. There's a park out there now, which is really kind of nice for the fans. And, uh, you know, it's opened up. There's a lot of uh, really nice things that are going on there. And uh, it's done for for entertainment and pleasure. And uh, kids are having a good time with it. And, <clears throat> and that's the whole thing. Get them in the ballpark, have, make them have a good time, let, let them have a good time, and uh, it'll keep bringing them back. And, of course, the most important product of all is the product on the field. And you got to win to make that happen. Absolutely. So we, we want to thank uh, Ron Say for coming on the show. So just remember, folks, he's got a great podcast. It's called We'll See About That, The Ron Say Show. And you can find it wherever you find your favorite podcast. We got Penguin Power coming out in June. So that's the book that you guys need to add to your book list. Uh, Ron, do you, are you on any social media? Can our listeners, our viewers, can they follow you on any of those socials? Uh, I'm not on Twitter. I, I think there's a possibility of us being on Twitter because of the podcast, but that's come a little bit later. Uh, 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 Facebook, I, I, I want no part of. Um, uh, Instagram, we have to do. We have to do Instagram, and uh, uh, you know, so we're 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 keeping it uh, pretty low key uh, with, with that. Uh, we do a little teaser, I think. Uh, on Fridays for our podcast live show on, on Saturday. Uh, and last week was uh, Reggie Smith and Reggie has uh, a lot of, uh, he's probably one of the more knowledgeable guys about hitting through the eras of progress from our time where we didn't watch video. It was more about feel to video and now the introduction of metrics. And uh, he's also putting a book together on that. So very interesting to talk to him about how they hit today because it is completely different from our perspective and uh, and worth and worthwhile to listen in on you know how it's changed. So it's uh, it's it, it's a fun topic because baseball you can talk about forever. Your opinions are always invited and uh, and and it's a t- it's just conversation. You know we're not trying to convince you of anything. You know it's just. This is the kind of the way that uh, will set you in an area where these are the kind of the way that things are today, as opposed to uh, what they used to be like. Can Can I ask a question? Just of course. Um, before we thank you once again, I was so looking forward to today. I had such a good time. Learned so much in the little amount of time. I'm definitely going to be um, sub- subscribing and following and liking your podcast. Thank you, Ronse. One question. As the Dodgers, as the team stands today, do you think they can and will win the World Series this year? I don't think they're going to win their division. Okay. I don't think they're going to win their division. I think they have, uh, quite honestly, like I said, I've I've been uh, away from it for a while now. Uh, Last year was my last year uh, working for them. Um, What I see is a lot of uh, vacated holes. You know, you lost Turner and you lost the other Turner. And you had a second baseman who last year is not playing this year. He was designated to be the shortstop. So besides uh, besides Freeman and Mookie Betts and Will Smith, uh, you pretty much have metrics to decide what the rest of the lineup is. And it's an unproven lineup. And uh, the pitching, you know, uh, you, you, you just got Gonsolin back, I believe. And uh, May is, is having some rough spots. Urias has gotten banged up a bit. They're playing 500 baseball. Uh, they've got the Cardinals in town, and the Cardinals are playing horribly at this point in time. And um, 
Uh, I, I feel like San Diego is the team to beat in the division. Sorry, Dodger fans. I'm just shooting from the hip here telling you how I see it. Uh, I think the Atlanta Braves are the class of the National League. I think the New York Mets, when they lost Diaz, uh, that kind of closed a, a door because I really felt like with him there, you know, with all the moves that they made, the amount of money that they spent, and they are now the highest payroll team in baseball, and they're paying $100 million in luxury tax. Uh, they're willing to spend the dollar. Uh, uh, they, they, they've got a really good club. They haven't gelled yet either. Uh, Philadelphia has not played very well. And they were in the World Series. Uh, I think there's a lot of upside for all those clubs. Houston Astros got off to a slow start. But they just got done taking care of the Braves and the Tampa Bay Rays back-to-back. Uh, back. So uh, regardless of what it looks like right now, I think Houston uh, is going to be in that mix. But I think the Dodgers are going to have a tough line. I, re- I really do. I, uh, and I wish them luck. I hope they uh, do, do better than possibly what I'm thinking. I'm always a Dodger. But I think it's this is one year where you might not be able to live up to the expectations. Uh, just a you know, it's a it's a month into the season. It's still early, but um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right now. I've, I've got the Padres to win the West. Respect. That's I appreciate your honesty, and you are the expert here. We're just the fans. Okay, thank you so much. Um, is it too early to start drinking one now? After you said that, <laughs> no. Look, I, I'm not saying the man is right because he just literally said everything that I told you guys at the beginning of the season, but he shoots from the hip. Ron, once again, I want to thank you for coming on. We really appreciate your honesty about everything. Uh, I think that's one of the things that maybe is missing in the game. And I don't know, maybe that's what it was like back in your playing days. It felt like players just really came out and said what they really were feeling and there wasn't these rehearsed answers so this has been a very enjoyable time and i wish you much success with the podcast and the book well they, they my friends have told me the candor is always one of my best suits um <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna beat around the bush on it but i want to thank you juan and alicia for having me on uh wish you guys great success with your podcast uh thanks again for having me on and uh go dodgers there you have it. Ron Say, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> and once again, a big thank you to Dodger legend Ron Say. Um, that was not what, uh, how I was expecting that interview to, to go, Alicia. I, I really thought we were going to spend a little more time on his, on his actual career. Uh, and actually, I wanted to see I wanted to hear his thoughts on on Manny Moda getting honored and Valenzuela getting his 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 jersey retired, but I think I <laughs> there might have been a soft spot. And in the interest of full disclosure, I was not aware that this was the fiftieth anniversary of the infield. Okay. And also, I was not aware that the Dodgers have nothing planned, and that to me. That seems like a huge oversight. Like we've had this conversation many a times, Alicia, how we feel the Dodgers exploit their past players. I mean, the number of times that they have Valenzuela bobbleheads. I mean, shit, they've even had like infield bobbleheads. For them to not acknowledge that it's the 50th anniversary of this infield and everything that Ron Say said, He's right. You can't argue. No other team has done this. And for them not to acknowledge it, I mean, he sounded like he was upset. And look, as as much as I have people that come on the show, I don't want to upset people. I know you guys all think I'm the Prince of Darkness, but I want people to come on the show and have a good time. So I don't want to upset any of our guests. Am I wrong, Alicia? Did he come off as upset about this? Yes, upset would be a word. Uh, we could also <laughs> say very passionate, Ron. You can you can feel through his very, very serious control. I feel like Ron Say is a serious guy, right? I mean, that's why he had the nickname Mr. Personality. Like, uh, I appreciated his his gruffness and his candor. Um, and it's a great balance speaking of those four infielders, right? You had to have a guy that was and 
Hello, MVP, 1981. 1981 alone, just wow. So yes, I could see why from his perspective, this anniversary is super important and it is something he is uh, passionate about. I'll use that word. He is very passionate about this. And I am surprised like you that the Dodgers are not acknowledging it. Um, I mean, they've acknowledged lesser and don't get me wrong, as a Dodger fan, it's all good, right? We love to party, especially hello, or Latinos, any excuse to party. Yes, bring it. <laughs> but I did mention that this is so important, especially to those generational Dodgers. I was raised on that infield. You know, I was a little girl, but I even knew as a little girl how important that infield was. And, you know, not to mention my mom and my aunties had crushes on one or the other. And, uh, Steve Garvey had a crush on my mom, but that's another story. Um, uh, oh, here's another story. My dad used to be mistaken for Davy Lopes all the time. Like he'd get stopped at the Dodger game all the time. It was like kind of funny, like a running joke. Um, not recently, you know, got the white hair now, but so yeah. So there's a lot of history there. I digress. Uh, Alicia, I, I gotta ask you this: How does this happen? How do the Dodgers? Not a, and, and you know, maybe a good person to have on the show is Mark Langell because Mark Langell, I mean, he's a historian, yeah. he must have known yeah. the importance. I mean, Ron Say said that Jack Delance has been in talks with the Dodgers about this, and there's they haven't been getting any correspondence. So, are we supposed to take that as the Dodgers are just basically, and I, and if that's the case, I understand why Ron is passionate about this. A lack of response or not, not a sense of urgency, doesn't that kind of say this is not important? It doesn't matter. Right. And I, that blows my mind because like I had, I brought up before he mentioned Jack was in talks, had anybody from Ronze's team reached out to the Dodgers and he said, we don't have to. But then later in the conversation mentioned someone did. And I'm like, that, wow. I'm yeah. Because I'm thinking, you know, I, I, I like to keep it positive and I'm simple, maybe too naive, whatever you want to call it. I'm thinking maybe someone there doesn't know. <laughs> maybe someone someone needs to tell them, right? We're not mind readers. But then when he brought up Jack Delance reaching out to the Dodgers, yeah, doesn't make sense. Does not make sense. So baby face, we, we got another cause, right? I mean, after all, we are the ones that uh, got Fernando's jersey retired. I mean, right. you are you are the one who ran Mac, uh, Mac, Mac bankrupt out of town. <laughs> are we going to take up this cause to recognize the we infield? We need a shirt. <laughs> so I was just looking up, like, you know how the Dodgers have the legends at Dodger baseball, right? Yeah. Right. So I guess the inaugural class was Steve Garvey and Valenzuela. Then they've added, um, they've added Jaime Harin, and they're adding they're, they're adding Manny Mota, right? They've they add um, Maury Wills, but only only Garvey is in there from the infield. You you would think that Faye would be in there, Russell would be in there, Lopes, right? You would think the infield would be in that Legends of Dodger baseball as well, right? Well, wasn't it in the inaugural class? Wasn't it Newcomb, Garvey, and Valenzuela? Wasn't it three? I think they put in three every year. Yeah, Newcomb, Garvey, and Valenzuela in the, in the inaugural class. And then this year, Hershiser, Moda, and then who's the third one going in this year? Uh, this year, I think so far it's just been Moda and Hershiser. So it's Moda and Hershiser. Yeah, that that does. I think eventually Russell and and Lopes and say will get in because it's just like I mean, how many? I mean, how many Dodgers are you going to put in there? But I mean, this just seems like uh, this seems like a, a huge oversight on an organization who prides itself on history, right, Alicia? I mean, how many times do we go to Dodger Stadium and they sh play the videos of of Dodger greats and and you know it's a fraternity, once a Dodger, always a Dodger. This just seems really odd. Ron Say just said that I'm a Dodger. And then he proceeded to talk about how the Dodgers aren't going to win the pennant. But it's okay. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And again, we are. All, that's what baseball is, isn't it? That's what makes baseball so romantic and so heartbreaking and so thrilling 
is the history, is the tradition. And those four infielders, they are like our fearsome foursome, you know? I mean, tell me another four. You know what I mean? And, and then that doesn't even exist anymore, just like Mr. Say mentioned. This is just a, an era that will never be duplicated. And what did he say? The, the, the second place for foursome is four years? Yeah. We're talking about 10 years domination our four infielders, our Dodgers. So yeah, we gotta, we gotta, gotta find out. I mean, this you can't, you can't. Strongly worded emails. <laughs> you can't even do it now because you have. Oh, I you know, know. You know, you have a guy after six years, they're probably gone in free agency, right? So like, you know, how are you, well, gonna, how, how are you gonna keep them? Ahead of that, they don't have set positions. <laughs> it's it's a revolving analytical. Yeah. Uh, that's an excellent point alicia it is an excellent because yeah. bellinger was a first baseman and then he got moved into the outfield so just think about that remember when we had Corey seager and then we had cody bellinger that they were part of that minor league class that's only two we are talking about four infielders and i never thought i never thought about it this way but i thought it was hilarious when ron said we single-handedly destroyed the dodgers farm system because he's right they all came up at the could you imagine losing your whole infield all at the same time and now you're blocking the rest of the minor leaguers for however long they're there so i i you know that was my initial response alicia was too i was just like Wait a minute. They they have to not know, but then at the same time, I'm like, how do they not know this? Well, how said, do they not know this? He said he put it in the calendar when he worked there. He, he it's in the calendar. This is the anniversary of the infield, so it's in the calendar when they're, whoever's like checking their calendar daily, like, oh, this this is coming up, so it's there. Uh, yeah, th this is just something that. <sighs> I, I, I do feel bad for them because, yeah, look, I, I, many times on this show, I've always said it's all about Valenzuela. Valenzuela is the reason why I'm a Dodger fan. But we have a lot of listeners here. I mean, we got very positive reaction to our Joe Ferguson episode. One of our listeners was like, hey, why don't you guys have more players from the 70s on? For a lot of Dodger fans, and I, like uh, Alicia's dad probably will relate to this too, this infield was huge to them. and. That that's why it is. It was so important for us for Valenzuela's number to get re retired because now it's a constant reminder. When the young kids come into Dodger Stadium, they're going to see Valenzuela. Now you get to tell them the, the the legend, the myth about Valenzuela. For them to miss an opportunity like this to honor the infield, because look, we were talking about that. I honestly really thought that we would see in it a, a statue of the infield before we see a statue of Valenzuela. Yeah, but for them to just not even, like this would be the perfect time to, it's the 50th anniversary. And for them to, if what Ron Say is saying is true, that just, I, it sucks. I mean, how would you feel? I mean, if you're at work and you're never, a, you know, a lot of people say, ah, I don't care. Like, uh, you know, you get a, hey, it's your anniversary with the company. And they don't even acknowledge that. I mean, doesn't it make you feel like you're not appreciated? Go, go ahead, Alicia. It's. I'm gonna just add to that. It's. It's also, if it's your company that you work for, right? If that company you helped build it to what it is today, that makes it more special. I mean, didn't Ron say something to that effect? Right. This infield helped build Dodger Stadium to what it is today. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what I got from one of his statements. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. Those world, those four World Series that these infielders were part of or dominated, I, I just, you can't, you, you see people excited about getting the World Series rings and stuff. That's why these guys are why we get excited about getting those 81 rings. Like, I, I just don't understand. Yeah, I'm old enough to see. I, there was a time I saw this lady. She had a clear bag, and she had, like, full, all these World Series rings. So I totally get what you're saying about, like, how people really love those World Series what rings. A little bish. Oh, my God. Greedy <laughs> little bish. Rude. Rude. Uh, but you know what? It, I, I really, like, I wanted to spend, like, more time because this was a dude that got traded. 
and he said it there like that that 1981 world series was kind of the end it was the last time they all and we were just recently going through it seeing how bellinger kicked the dodgers ass you know this year you know we're gonna see justin turner later on this year and the red sox seeing guys who we have always identified as dodgers and them leaving I would have loved to have had the opportunity to ask him, like, how did it feel when they traded you to Chicago? That it was just like the end. And I'm, I'm sure if we ever get Steve Garvey on, I'm sure Garvey thought he was going to play his whole career as a Dodger. I don't think Garvey saw himself finishing his career as a Padre. Go ahead, babyface. Real quick, I got, I got good news for you. When the Fernando Valenzuela weekend is going on, one of the nights they're giving away 90, 1981 World Series ring. So. Yeah, it's Sunday. It's the Sunday game. Um, well, yeah, because I've been. I'm telling you, I, I, I'm old enough to remember when I were giving out the mystery ring, and I saw a lady with a clear bag walking around with a full bag. Uh, uh, people went nuts for those rings. I had never seen that many people that early to the stadium because they wanted to make sure they got a ring. So the Dodgers are, and this is why, again, I'm just really baffled by this. The Dodgers are not stupid. When they do these promotions, they know what sells. It's the reason why they do the same type of bobbleheads and all that stuff. So for them to like really whiff on the 50th anniversary of the infield, something that is so closely identified to the Dodgers, because like Alicia said, there's no other team that can say, hey, we had a whole infield play together for almost a decade. And dominate. <laughs> well, um, I enjoyed it. I did not know what to expect because, again, Ron is so serious. And I wanted to bring up his Wikipedia. Uh, did you guys get a chance to glance at it um he was known as the penguin and i thought i was a little girl i thought it had something to do with batman i never knew that it was a college nickname um also mr personality was not a a flattering and they called him grumpy and all these things so i was a little nervous I'm, but i'm glad his candor is like welcome right in this era of you know where lying is just you know, par for the course. I just, I was refreshing to have an old school guy. Doesn't mean we always have to agree, right? But even what he said about the Dodgers, are we going to get into that or do we have enough time? <laughs> I love your reaction to, to his answer about the Dodgers this year. Alicia's just like, okay, all right, sure. You're, you're Dodgers in it. You just came and crapped on the Dodgers team. All right, thanks, man. Turning my cap around. I was like, well, go Kings, go. <laughs> exactly well the season is over now here we're not even <laughs> no I, no I, the, the mr personality thing i i did want to talk to him about that too uh because i i don't know if you this breaking news but i guess you know we had talked about we had to find a nickname for james outman it looks like james outman has a nickname have you guys heard what the they're throwing around what they're calling him they're calling him Tarzan. So I wanted to see where that came from. Like, is it because of the hair? Who gave him the Tarzan nickname? Because there's those people. And I, have you ever run into any of those people, Alicia, who like to give themselves nicknames? And it's just it like, Vargas. no, no, no. It doesn't work that way, bro. It doesn't work that way. I think it was Vargas. It was Vargas who gave him the Tarzan nickname? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I, I was curious to see who gave him the Mr. Personality nickname. And, you know, sometimes you have nicknames that you don't like, but hey, dude, if someone baptizes you and it fits, I'm sorry, you're stuck with it. I just thought of something, See, my ADHD brain. It is about the Batman. I wasn't totally incorrect, Penguin, because of how he ran, right? Yeah, but it was more the, the physical penguin, not not the actual character in Batman. But I it's love that you're trying. That's why, that's why I tweeted a, a penguin. All right, since you guys a penguin yesterday. Yes, but Alicia is clearly playing her card. She's a Batman fan, and she's making it about Batman, which yeah, I have no problem with. I love Batman. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I Batman's okay. He's not my favorite. <laughs> and how about, we'll come how about that Ron say uh, did not poo poo wrestling, huh? 
Uh, he was a man who admitted what it is. And I love that about him. He was not sitting here like dismissing, like those people are athletes, but they're entertainers. And right. I find it very interesting that how sports has evolved from when he was playing to now, where I feel now players are very aware that they are entertainers. And that aspect of, of playing is, is important. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure Tommy Lasorda talked to him about WrestleMania too, because remember Tommy Lasorda <laughs> was the MC yes. at, at WrestleMania too. And I'm sure he had stories about that back, you know, back in the day with him. Ah, too bad. Tommy's not alive. That Go ahead. Were, could it also be that there were just less channels like he mentioned and wrestling, whether you watched it or not, it was very much part of pop culture. No disrespect. But I'm just saying, I wanted to bring up how he mentioned the ladies wearing skimpy things. And I'm like, <laughs> but they fight now as well. Like, they're not just the ringside girls. And don't get me wrong, that's a lot of effort to look like that to be. Not anyone could do it, you know? Not everyone, I should say. If, but, if we have him back on, Alicia, you have to ask him that question. I would have loved to have seen, because you're right, he was talking about, you know, the skimpy ladies and all that. I would have loved to have seen his answer when you tell him, uh, yeah, but they also fight now and they kick yeah. people fucking ass. They wrestle and they're, some of them are more popular than the men. So yeah. it's all good. Again, different generation. He's 75. I'm so happy for him that... You know, he's trying out new things. He talks about learning and, and learning the podcast world. And I just feel like he's loosened up and I hope he's having a good time. And so I'm definitely going to check out his podcast. Um, I had a good time and we got to get uh, into the uh, psyches of the Dodgers. I mean, because I'm trying to think the suits up there at Dodgers Stadium. There are a lot of them that are old enough to know that this, yeah. this is important. I'm trying to give every – I always try to see both sides, and I cannot see the the argument not to, not to at least acknowledge it. You know what I, I was thinking, but then I kind of – I talked myself out of it in my own head. Like, I mean, it's 50 years, right? Like, how far back do you go recognize – like, how much of your fan base is going to remember that? I know there's still a lot of Dodger fans that will remember that, but then I'm thinking 50 years, right? That doesn't happen that often, right? So, like – you got to acknowledge that, right, too? But I'm trying to see, like, well, maybe it's something they think most of their fans maybe won't care about. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that's a – if that's true, I think that's a big misjudgment on there because that's the whole point of telling these stories is yeah. so people don't forget. Like, would you – like, if they didn't celebrate the 40th anniversary of Fernando Mania, wouldn't you be pissed? Wouldn't you be like, hey, what the fuck? I mean, this is an important part of Dodger history – and you guys aren't in and, acknowledging it. And 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 that's a good point though. They did they did acknowledge forty, right? And forty yeah. is like okay, forty is it, it's a milestone in itself, but it's not fifty, right? Like yeah, it's, exactly. It's like, it's like 25, 50, right? Seventy five, one hundred, right? So yeah, that makes sense. I I just um, I, I I felt bad for him because obviously it, it means a lot, and um, and it just I, I I really and now if they do do end up doing anything. It's going to feel weird to me. It's going to feel like it's reactionary. It's like, oh, we're getting shit in the media. Because, you know, sooner or later, somebody from the LA Times, some sports writer, is going to write an article about this. About it's the 50th anniversary of the infield, and the Dodgers didn't do anything to recognize it. You mean after they listen to our podcast? And we won't get credit because you know what? You weren't on it, Alicia, but Eric Sherman, we were talking about the Fernando book. Eric Sherman's taking credit for retiring the number. So I, I, I didn't want to be rude to him. And I'd be like, all right, Eric, I'm going to let you have that moment because everyone else and their mother is taking credit for this. But I just want to let you know, we've had a campaign to have his number retired for a long time. I wonder who Fernando says. Yeah, I wonder who Fernando says. That's Fernando. Fernando believes, and I believe he believes it is us. It is, yeah. So that's what I care about. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, I'm very curious. I, like I said, I was very, like you, Alicia. I was very surprised by the interview. I enjoyed it. Hopefully, we can have him back on when he is promoting his book because I do want to hear. I covered though. I want to hear those stories. I want to hear the answers to, hey, women fight now too, Ron. You know, 
they're not just walking around in bathing suits. So <laughs> they fight in bathing suits. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Come on, put me in, coach. My sister and I talk about that all the time because we used to get in trouble for fighting all the time. And I thought, man, what an era! Like if we had known that that was a career, we could be paid. We could have toured. You know, would still be in shape. Like awesome. You would. You guys would have been the the Bella Twins before the Bella Twins. You guys really. <laughs> The yeah. Devaya, the Devaya sisters miss their, their their calling. So, all right, kids. Any last words before we end the show? Uh, just thank you to Ronse once again, and that is a great cover to his book. I can't wait for our listeners to check it out. I really baby like face. Babyface, last word. <laughs> yeah, we need it. We. I have a feeling he has some good takes on on all the new rules and stuff. We we need we need to ask him about all that stuff. Yes. Absolutely. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Bleedless Podcast. Uh, for those of you who are just stumbling upon us on YouTube, subscribe, hit the button, watch the video, subscribe, watch all our other videos. If you want to listen to us in the car or you're, while you're doing yard work, subscribe to the podcast. You can find us wherever you find your favorite podcast and help spread the word. Tell your friends, you know, if you disagree with us, you know, or if you want to find out, let people know Alicia Devay could have been a wrestler. Point them to this episode. Point them to this episode so they can hear the truth. Yo ha sido su servidor, Juan Ramirez, de parte de mis colegas, Alicia Del Valle and Babyface. Nos vemos para la próxima. This episode of the Bleed Loss Podcast has been brought to you by betonline.ag, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.